All right, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to Real Talk with QHT. This is George Herrera. I'm here with my wife and team member Abigail Herrera hey, and my hey. team member Daniel Ackerman. Hello, everybody. AKA Dollar Bill Dan. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're here. We're just uh, so today we're back on the podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while since our last one. We've been busy. Work's been busy and. Uh, uh, the market's pretty active, so... Oh, yeah, and they had that pandemic going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, there was uh, that. Uh, COVID-19 <laughs> happened. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I gained that COVID-19, you know? So, yeah. give, give, prepare me here. What are we talking about today? What are the bullet points? Well, we really want to talk about... What the heck is going on? What the yes. heck is going on? What the okay. heck is going on right now? Which so, means, so many like, things going know, on. what's happening with the real estate market, Yeah. Right? I mean, the market, the economy... Mm-hmm. Uh, moratoriums on evictions the new york the flight to the suburbs so much to talk about oh my about. god it's a lot in 30 yeah. minutes let's do it <laughs> right. let's go. do it well but, but, but before we start hey yeah. how you doing today george oh i'm good i'm good today uh what day is today august 11th mm-hmm. so it's august um we're wrapping up the summer it's 90 degrees outside it's mm. very hot okay and uh we've been enjoying the summer road tripping okay yeah you know staying safe of course right Yes, always. Wearing a mask, mask being responsible. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about you, Dan? How you doing today? I'm doing great. How I'm always doing great. We're doing good. We are, uh, which we'll talk about this a little bit more later, I'm sure, but we are in the middle of house hunting. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So Congrats. that's exciting. Um, and uh, been busy. You know, I've just been like you guys, you know, just doing a lot of just working, working, oh, working, yeah. working. And I'm working from home, but I'm pulling 12 hour days every day. Ooh. So Bro, you're busy making cupcakes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what did you say for you some cupcakes i thought you were busy making cupcakes no i mean i did a little baking at the beginning of the pandemic but i haven't had time for all that <laughs> lately it's just been you know pounding the phones and talking to clients and stuff so no yes. everything's good and we've had the opportunity to take a couple of uh little road trips you know nice. like day long trips mm-hmm. uh, which has been great and actually you guys helped us out with that which was very nice oh Thank yeah you. that's right and uh yeah so things have just been been it's been a good summer it's a yes. different for sure mm-hmm I mean, uh, make it you. You have to make the best of it. I yeah, guess, right. That's, you know, after that quarantine month or that two months of quarantine, we were like, all right, you know, we're, this thing is obviously not going away yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. So, and we're not gonna uh, paralyze ourselves from this. So, we have to find a way to live our lives, enjoy our lives, be safe. Yeah, and that's what we've been doing, right? Enjoying the outdoors too. And our electric bill has been huge. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Con Edison. Yeah. I was like, why is it so big? And it's like, Jenny was like, because we've been staying inside and running oh. the air conditioner all day. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah that, us too. We, we had a one month. We were like, oh, my God, I have to stop like coming home every day and like throwing my clothes in the washer and dryer because I'm oh, yeah. so scared. <laughs> Abby I, washes and dries every day. I mean, I did she do that the first off, couple like, months. Her whole skin and like puts on a new one. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> She's got like a zipper in the back, you know, just take it off and put on a new skin. You know why? In the beginning of the pandemic, was Abby was scared. washing all of our clothes immediately after entering the house. Hey, we never got sick, I mean, right? Yeah, it worked. That's better safe than sorry. I mean, yeah. I, I poo pooed yeah. at the beginning, but we all saw how crazy things got. So. Oh, you did? You were a I did. I was a doubter. That's right. I mean, Wait. I wasn't a, like, I wasn't like what we're seeing right now with some people are like, you know, give me my my freedom yeah you know <laughs> you know there's this there's, i don't know if you guys know this, but there's an american saying give me liberty or give me death uh-huh. i mean people are literally doing that right now you know oh, so uh, oh, wow. i was i was never that person yeah, but yeah. i didn't think that this was going to be As what it what it turned into yeah. wow. you know at first i was like uh, you know it's like a flu and then 
I pretty I changed that tune within a couple of weeks once I saw things like really getting bad here in New York. But yeah, but yeah, I mean we've seen how crazy it. I mean like I some of the open houses that I went to in New Jersey. Yeah, they were sp- like either no shoes or shoe covers mm-hmm. so somebody even was spraying the bottom of shoes with disinfectant mm-hmm. sure makes so sense. like yeah it totally yeah. makes sense i mean we do the same thing yeah you know so i mean uh, it's just like our team yeah. with any of our owner occupied properties we have a very specific protocol sure. now um in showing prop and allowing anyone to view properties yeah and yes mask gloves shoe covers if it's owner occupied that's just that's but you, and okay. you know you know what's crazy is that it seems like the northeast states we all just really take it a lot more serious. It seems like I think we had think to because we of saw what happened in New York. Yeah. yeah, and then the other states because they have much lower death rates. They were like, oh, no big deal. And even still, <laughs> I think they're kind of like no big deal about yeah. it. You know, I think until death starts to actually hit your circle, then that's when you really yeah. Like, we started seeing our Facebook feed. At the peak, we yeah. were seeing this person passed away, that person passed away. That's when you know it's real. Yeah, I mean, I had a client. Whose tenant, their grandfather passed away. Oh, my, my wow. sale on five twenty one Essex. Yeah, the tenant there, their grandfather passed away. No way. Sad. In an ICU, and the, the family nobody could, was there. The family couldn't even come and see him. Yeah, that's. I very mean, he sad. had to die that's alone. Terrible, you know? So what does this yeah. tell you? For you listeners out there, please do us a favor and just be be careful and just wear a mask. The the rules are very simple. Wear a mm-hmm. mask. You know, make sure that you wash your hands frequently. Don't touch your face. It's mm-hmm. it's it's simple, and just yeah. stay six feet away from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not that big of an inconvenience, no, just to make sure that, that everybody bad. else feels feels better. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. It really is. So why don't we go ahead and jump right in from that morbid conversation? <laughs> <laughs> totally right. We just took <laughs> that like off the deep end. Like, On a lighter let's get note. real dark <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's the death toll right now? No, but no, yeah. No. yeah, no. But in all seriousness, yeah. you know, obviously, it's very sad situation for anyone that has really gotten affected and you know we don't want to continue to spread like bad news we're here to just give you just updates of where we are with the real estate market and what we've been experiencing give you our personal predictions and just be here to get here be here to give good information to our listeners and the public right so why don't we start with what people are calling the flight to the suburbs right Mm -hmm. if you haven't heard of it you're going to hear from it first yeah Um, and so what's happening is that we're seeing a lot of people flocking from the cities and heading into purchasing residential homes in areas like new jersey connecticut florida even parts of California, I'm hearing people are going over there, and that's not as common. Yeah, yeah. and in California, because mm-hmm. I'm from there, people mm-hmm. are leaving places like San Francisco mm-hmm. and moving, you know, to out, the suburban areas. Yeah, of to suburban Cali. areas outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, why do you think that's happening? Well, it's definitely you hear it on the news a lot. You, you actually, they're talking about it a lot now. How uh, people are fleeing the big cities, and even on Zillow and Redfin, all the search views in the suburbs are way up now. Um, and the rental markets are getting hit in big cities. So it's a big talking point. And if we're in Queens, if we're seeing it, I mean, we're not seeing a huge exodus, I wouldn't say, but definitely we're hearing from our associates and people we know in Long Island that it's crazy out there. Multiple offers on everything Mm -hmm. in New Jersey, which Dan has uh, Hmm. firsthand experience from. They're receiving a lot of offers. And some of our friends over there and coworkers, associates, getting tons of offers and even in connecticut you know there's definitely something happening where there's people leaving the city yeah to the i mean suburbs. you know that that flight might not be so pronounced here in queens mm-hmm. but it's real in manhattan mm-hmm. i mean people are yeah. leaving in droves mm-hmm. you know Seems i mean and like that it. was already starting to happen like we were already seeing reports 
you know, as things in Manhattan were were kind of the market in Manhattan was kind of slowing, we were seeing you know drops. Yeah. Uh, in uh, well, they in, were fleeing they, here. To yeah, Queens. they were fleeing here to Queens yeah. exactly, and uh, I think now, you know, Manhattan is like one of those places that people are like. You love it or you hate it and at yeah. some point you get fed up and you want to leave you know yeah that's like the normal cycle right like oh i've had enough of the city i want to go find a farm somewhere or something like that so i mean like you said we're out in jersey uh, my fiance and i putting bids on houses we've put in now two or three bids yeah and like the competition is insane wow. like we put in an offer on a property where we were number 21 out of 23 offers. And that was a full price offer. You and that was a full price right? offer. Yeah. 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 And 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 almost and we waited half an hour in, in line for that open house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a good proportion of the people that were there mm-hmm. were all Manhattanites. Mm, wow. That's interesting. They were all Manhattan people, all looking mm-hmm. to get out. You know, you're still, you know, 30 to 40 minute drive outside of Manhattan mm-hmm. yeah. or even through public transportation. So it's convenient to the city, mm-hmm. but you're not living in the city. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, there aren't single family homes mm-hmm. in in Manhattan, yeah. right? Like no, you've got maybe not. some townhomes, right? In yep. the Upper West Side, Upper East Side. But most of it's condos and co-ops you're living in apartment buildings and like you know like like we were talking about before yeah a lot of people just don't want to be in apartment buildings anymore you know what maybe it's also in just talking openly about this maybe it's also the fact that the the reason why these properties were so expensive in these major cities is because people were working in the city that's where that's where the work is that's where the high paying jobs are and so a lot of people wanted to have convenience to their work which was right directly in the city and so it was easy for them to live in the city now it's a bit different because a lot of people are working from home and so they want more space to work from home even with our other team member and you know our other team member she's actually buying a property she one of her um, important items is to have a, a space of work, like a workspace, like a workspace, an office, yeah, an office space. yeah. Because it, you know, she can do her, she can do her responsibilities, conduct her responsibilities, um, in in her home, yeah, versus like in our office, yeah, right. Yeah, she have to come in. So that could be another reason, and um, yeah, I mean, I mean, people, th- yeah, and this is one of the big looming questions as to is this short term or long term? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good you one, you know, because. Mm-hmm. For Anna, our operations manager, mm-hmm. she's been working from home and we realized that she's still able to do all of her uh, job duties. She's been able to be as productive, if not more productive at home than she was coming to the office. Mm-hmm. So we told her even when you know we're allowed to go back to the office, you can stay working from home yeah. because we know that she wants to buy a house. And her budget takes her to these neighborhoods also, whether it be Jersey, Connecticut, or Long Island. And we said, look, go buy your house, find the property, and you can work from home because we see now that she actually can be productive. And I think the big question is, are companies realizing that people can be productive working from home? And do they really need to be coming to the office? And are these companies going to start restructuring their workforce and even rethinking office space. 100%. I think you hit the nail on the head. So that is... I, yeah. I've read a couple of articles where they, they're, you know, uh, that were dealing with commercial real estate. Uh-huh. And one of the big questions is that a lot of these commercial leases, you know, might be changing because yeah. offices are realizing we don't need to have this many people in the office and renting so much square footage Mm -hmm. and having so many amenities for our workers because we've been able to manage so far with people working from home. My own fiance's uh, work, she works for a hedge fund. Yeah. She's uh, a staffer for a hedge fund. Mm -hmm. And um, 
they had originally planned on re- you know bringing people back into the office. I think originally it was in June. Mm-hmm. Then they pushed it back to July. Then they pushed it back to August. Then they said fourth quarter of 2020. Now they're not expecting anyone to go back into the office full time until first or second quarter of 2021. Mm-hmm. Now, the only reason they can say that is because they've realized that everybody's getting their job done from home. Yes. Jenny's been busy. My fiance has been busy. She's been working every day, six to eight hours a day, sometimes more when it gets busy. Yeah. I mean, everything's on the on, on the internet now. You can work remotely. So I think you've hit on a really good point that people are people are realizing they can get their work done from home. And yeah. so they want space to do that. So yep. they're looking outside the city mm-hmm. where they can get a little bit more room for the dollar. But companies are also realizing that their employees can get work done from home. Yeah. And so I think those things combined are adding up to a lot of... I guess motivation or like a push to get to to get for people to go find a home where they can where they yeah, can work from. Definitely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so now quick real real rapid fire, mm-hmm. what's your prediction? Is work from home is the work from home economy here to stay or do you think it's temporary and once there's a vaccine it all goes back we go yeah. back to in the offices. Um, I think that it's going to be um, uh, there's going to be a percentage I don't know what the percentage is but I don't think it's going to be all completely work from home because sure. some uh, I know also in speaking to other people it's very difficult for them to work from home That's because true. whether they have children or maybe they just don't get along with their spouse <laughs> yeah I've been so lucky <laughs> or, there or yeah. even their workspace doesn't allow them to That's just, just um, you know focus well and sometimes you need the camaraderie of your office mates in order to work well and do your job properly because mm-hmm. yeah. you know like us for example sitting here together and us having our meetings in person is a bit different than having virtual meetings or you know it's, it's a, just a different dynamic so I think yes. that once we have that vaccine God willing that comes soon then we'll we'll see we'll start to see the shift of people coming back yeah. to the capacity of what it was before that's going to be what the unknown is yeah, yeah. right yeah. i'd be surprised if it if it was like 100% because like we're realizing and yeah. like other industries will realize mm-hmm. there will be some percentage of that that never comes back mm-hmm. that yes. will always or at least that the, the option will be there you mm-hmm. can work from home you know mm-hmm. you can work from home more often you yeah. don't have to come in 5 days a week you can come in 3 days a week or something mm-hmm. like that yeah mm-hmm. but i think you're right i think mm-hmm. you know for sure there'll be some bounce back you mm-hmm. know and it'll be interesting to see by yeah. how much but it but definitely i think apart to a certain degree the world will change in terms oh, yeah, of sure. working from mm-hmm. home and people actually being able to live an hour or two hours away and still do their work mm-hmm. maybe only come in twice a week or yeah. Something. yeah yeah i mean uh just to talk a bit further about the flight to the suburbs because it's a big this is a big topic yeah. i would say it's also because of the interest rates right because as you as you're experiencing right now daniel you're having yeah. this 2.75 percent interest rate i mean yeah. that is incredible it's, it's so insane that is yeah. incredible so obviously people are taking advantage of the uh, money that's available towards mm-hmm. purchasing a property yeah, which is sure. very important and again uh it's it's also circumstantial people just have to make moves whether they sell or buy they they're going to make moves each year it's all timing for whatever your situation is yeah. right so but here uh abby we can interview mm-hmm. right here uh one of these <laughs> the the typical demographic of the flight to the suburbs yeah dan what made you decide you and jenny that let's go look in new jersey haven't right. you always wanted to buy in queens didn't yeah. you want to stay here well, yeah. I mean, we did everything we could to try and stay in Queens. Mm-hmm. You know, we tr- we just we looked at it every. I mean, we looked at it in fifty million different ways to see if we could make it work. We thought of buying a single family in like 
southeastern Queens where it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. We couldn't make that work money wise. Okay. We thought of, you know, I suggested, hey, what if we get a two family on a 203K loan? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too much into 203K loans, but it's basically a loan that allows people to buy a home with three and a half percent down and bundle in the renovation costs yep. to bring it up to, 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 you know, a livable standard or renovated standard. Yeah. So, you know, it's a great way to get into a first time property, uh, you know, cause you can get something that's a fixer upper. You don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We tried to do that with a two family, but there was no way we were going to make it work. Wow. It's the budget, right? It's the budget, you yeah. know, with what we had to work with and, you know, uh, and all the factors that we were looking to accomplish, we just couldn't make it work. And then we looked at Long Island. Okay. Long Island wasn't going to happen. Property taxes there pushed us out mm-hmm. because property taxes are higher in Long Island. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, and and the and the other thing was public transportation because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Jenny needs to commute to Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it actually worked out worse in Long Island than if we were living in New Jersey. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you know process of elimination we just ended up looking in new jersey okay so now what pushed us to actually buy something and buy what we're shopping for yeah because i think that was part of your question yeah and um the honest the honest truth is you know we were originally just thinking of getting a two-bedroom rental Mm -hmm. so i'm in a one bedroom me and jenny are in a one bedroom i'm gonna boost my level here a little bit um and um we thought we were just going to get a two-bedroom rental in Queens, in Astoria. And that's going to be 2500 a month. Yep. 24 25 And it's not going to be the greatest apartment in the world either. You know, it's, you know. And that money is just money that we'll never see again. Yeah. Plus, you're going to have to pay the move-in cost, you know, first month deposit, Security. possibly a broker fee. Mm. So you're talking, if it's $2,500, you're talking about 7500 bucks right there. Mm-hmm. That's true. <clears throat> so when we considered all that... And we looked at a home that you could get more than two bedrooms. You get a three bedroom mm-hmm. with a basement, with a yard, with a garage, um, and you know for a price of say three thirty-five, mm-hmm. and with the interest rates that what they are right now, two point seven five, we qualified for. Everyone will qualify for a slightly different amount depending on you know credit score and whatnot. Yeah. But for that um, uh, for that uh, interest, we were going to be paying. $2,400 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's no including brainer. property taxes, insurance, interest, and PMI, the, the mm-hmm. private mortgage insurance that we would have to pay because we're only putting down $25,000. Mm-hmm. We're not putting down 20%. Yeah. So it was a no-brainer. I mean, at least yeah. for me it was. I had to sell her on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because, because she works in the city, She too. works in the city, and she was also just, you know, she's not in the business yeah you know she's not in real estate like i am so for me i'm very familiar with these numbers it makes sense to me i understand how equity works and how appreciation works Mm -hmm. this is all new to her Mm -hmm. so she's just thinking as a user she's just thinking like i just want a space to live in Mm -hmm. yeah you know so and and she's thinking oh my gosh the the responsibility of a home and i'm gonna be tied down and all that but you know it's like you were saying we were talking privately you know you buy a home and you just make it work it's yeah. like when you have a kid, you know, you might not be ready to have a kid, but you have that kid, that, you make it work. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very true. And same way with the home. So, and today, you know, we've actually got an offer in uh-huh. on a property. Congrats. Uh, thank yep. you. <laughs> we'll see if we get good, it. Good luck. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. We're going to need it because as I said, you know, it's super competitive out there. Yes. You know, we're 20 offers, 15 offers, etc. So wow. we put in an offer of um, a little over ask on this property. It's a fixer upper. And she was panicking last night. 
she had you know she was in panic mode she was like i'm, I'm panicking i'm panicking like you know calm me are down are we doing the right thing calm me down calm me down i was like mm-hmm. okay let's think about this mm-hmm. i said why are we doing this we need more space mm-hmm. great so we're getting something that we need mm-hmm. okay and then and then she's like and i asked her what are you panicking about she said so much money and i said okay well let's think about that how much were we thinking about spending in rent mm-hmm. like for a two bedroom in this area what would we spend she goes 24 2500 yeah i said okay and how much would we be spending on the mortgage plus everything else 2400 mm-hmm. okay so it's the same as what we would have expected yeah mm-hmm. right the only difference is we'll also have to cover some additional expenses like utilities yes and and you know maybe a little extra travel expense because we're gonna have to you know do different public transportation yeah but we're not that far off mm-hmm. so we can make this work yeah and i think you were mentioning a little earlier how uh, abby how um sometimes buyers feel that it's just impossible mm-hmm. that it, it seems like a pie in the sky dream yeah but um, it's not it's not yeah. it, it's a lot more reachable than people i think often that think. people yeah, just definitely. needs uh people just need to have perspective and that's where you know a good realtor can assist in giving education providing that perspective and out uh outlining options available to buyers yeah and equally sellers as well to yeah. what makes sense on you know for their plans and goals and ideas and how, how can you make it happen Sometimes yeah. it takes five years to plan this out, but you have to start somewhere, mm-hmm. yeah. right? 100%. That's all. Just starting with a conversation and, and making a plan to make it yeah. happen. Yeah. Set a goal and then figure out how to achieve it. That's it. I yeah. mean, it, it, for me, I always think if you have a steady job, good income, good credit, there's no reason why you shouldn't be owning a home. Mm-hmm. So you're if you have a steady job, good credit, good income, you should be on the path to home ownership. You should start saving, discipline yourself to save. And in five years, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to buy something. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely attainable. Down payment is minimum three and a half percent. You can get a seller concession to cover closing costs. So there's really so many ways. It's very possible to buy a property. You know, you know, not to draw this out any longer, but um, you were saying, you know, there's no reason you shouldn't own a home. And, you know, in my conversations with Jenny, yeah, she's like, why should we own a home? And I think that's a question that we need to answer. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's I think I touched on it when I was talking for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I tend to go on. But I mean, you know, we yes, were, you do. We were talking. <laughs> Thank you. Tell me about it. Thank you. I can leave now if you'd like. <laughs> no, but no, I mean, no. we were talking about dropping twenty five hundred dollars a month on rent. Yes. And you never see that money. You're just burning that money. Yeah. And, you know, when you're paying that money into a mortgage, you're you're paying down the cost of a property that's going up in value. Yes. And it's going up in value fast. I mean, right now, with the interest rates as low as they are, it's going up in value faster than the interest that you're paying on it. Yeah. So, like, you live in that home for five years. You've made a profit on it after selling and paying a commission to your listing agent and all your closing costs. Yeah. So, it's... It's a way of, you know, a home doesn't have to be a 30-year, no. you know, shackle to the ground that ties right. you down. No. It's yeah. a, it can be a stepping stone Correct. to your next home yes. and to the next home after that. And I think that's something that a lot of times people um, look past or don't necessarily understand that that's this right. is a way to build wealth. It's yes. not just a house to live in. And look, yeah. in the end... The worst thing, well, I wouldn't necessarily say called the worst thing, but the, the alternative is if you buy a house, 
five years you're just not happy maintaining a home you sell it you made some money you go back to renting yeah exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> i mean exactly yeah and there's you know? definitely some freedom with renting yeah of you course. know but yeah. I, there's freedom there for sure because there's responsibility with being a homeowner but mm -hmm. How else can you turn a $100,000 down payment or a $25,000 down payment into $300,000, yep. $400,000? Exactly. That is, as soon as you cash out, it's there. It's mm -hmm. liquid. So mm -hmm. maybe the stock market, and then you still have to know what you're doing there. In real estate, you get the debt pay down. You get the appreciation over time. You know, it's going to go up. So it's a, it's a no-brainer, I think. You just have to buy something and then that's going to open up doors for all kind of other opportunities as you build your equity. Right. So what do we think? Guys? Should people be buying now? I mean, it's in my my personal opinion. If if you need to buy because of, you know, you're upsizing, you're downsizing or, you know, you want to leave the city or you want to come into the city. In the end, interest rates are low. So the money is available for you. It's just a matter of putting the numbers together and see if it all makes sense. And mm -hmm. with the interest rates being low absolutely yeah. it makes a lot of sense yeah. to buy right now I, I always say buy you know some mm -hmm. buyers might be trying to time the bottom and prices are going to be down next year and i mean you know, i i really <laughs> they can't get much lower than what they're at right now you know yeah. it's the lowest yeah. in history yeah no was... they might be thinking about home prices going down oh i see what you mean you know and will they go down maybe they do you know and what like they say you don't know the bottom until it yeah. goes up so you could be trying to time it and yeah, by the time and then, you're, oh, too late. And then yeah. you're too late so i think you go you get if you have the down payment you can get pre-approved get on the hunt if you yeah, see something sure. good you jump on it right yeah for you sure know, that's, that's good it. advice yeah i was talking to my dad yesterday and he was telling me that you know our first house in los angeles he bought it and it was a you know dumpy little ranch home uh-huh he was paying 17% interest. Ooh. That's the 80s, that's like, right? That, yeah, 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 the late wow. 70s, early 80s. So that's like that's like putting a house on a credit card. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know? So he was paying 17%. Oh, oh. And the, the historical average is what? Uh, uh, seven or six? I think it's six? like seven or eight yeah, yeah. percent yeah. over over you know over history, like yeah. a thirty wow. year period. So we're at two point like two no, and a half to three percent. That's nuts. I think that could be also the reason for what I mean, the flock to the suburbs. It's just that people want to buy what they can afford. I think that's people are getting creative. I yeah. think people yeah. are saying two and a half percent, how can I buy something? I have ten thousand saved, can I buy a house? And mm -hmm. With ten thousand saved, there are places where you can buy a house. Yeah, and actually, so they might be getting very creative and exploring. Yes, and know? when you think about it, I mean, each year there's a spring market. Queens is always busy. New Jersey's busy. Long Island, yeah. there's yeah. always busyness. Yes. but people are now more uh, going towards the residential homes because the city is not currently. It's not as important because yeah. people are working from home right That's now. True. Right, a lot of people are working from until next year. But, you know, uh, the amenities that all these major cities have to offer are not as important at this moment. Will it come back to it? I think it will. Yeah. You know, when the city starts opening once again, it's it, the cities are always exciting. There's so when much at your fingertips. When things get back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, the new normal. By then the you way, guys are going to have yeah. to send me all those Manhattan uh, buyers that I can work with all those Manhattan business for you. By the way, I have a, uh, the other day I was running comps for Corona. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Two families that have sold. Cor uh -huh. uh, Corona Queens for, Corona the, for Queens. the listeners out there. And in the last six months, there was only like four houses that sold. Like four. This, well, this, uh, remember? this neighborhood usually has like 30 to 40 two family sales every six months. It, there was so little. And yeah. I know a lot of that is because of the stigma. Corona. Yeah. 
Well, and you remember that I had the same problem because I was uh, doing comps for a potential seller uh-huh. in Corona. You remember? Oh, like yeah, not yeah, that yeah, long that's ago? Right, that's right. Mm. I couldn't find comps. I was like, there was only wow. four. And I'm like, they're, and they're not that similar to what she's selling. So how am I going to come up with a valuation wow. here? So yeah, that's it was, it was surpri- surprising. That's it. So I think that, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about kind of where we are with the market right yeah. now. And is there anything else you want to cover before? I have one question for Dan, oh. being that you're in that demo. Okay. Ooh. Um, and then I have one should, thing to add, too. Okay. Should COVID-19, if COVID-19 never have happened, would you be in the situation that you're in right now? That's a great question. That is a good question. Where you're looking. That's a great question. So we are not, uh, my fiance and I are not the buyers that are motivated by COVID. Okay. Um, this actually came about mostly at her, at her um, urging. Because <laughs> honestly, she just got fed up with the, our space. I do have a lot of stuff. I do work from home, so I have a video set up like this at home. I have microphones and okay. stuff and equipment, and we have two cats. Yeah, you know, and uh, and, and they both want their own room, and they both <laughs> want their own room. And like, I That's keep funny. and I keep getting more stuff, you know. And uh, and she's like, we need more space. Mm-hmm. So she just kind of has been getting fed up. And we had talked about this earlier in the year or maybe last year and I kind of put a a pause on it I said let's let's give it a little bit of time yeah and I think I put about a year timeline on it well tick tock tick tock you know (laughs) so so she's actually pushing this um, so it wasn't it wasn't COVID because of but COVID has influenced what we're looking for Mm, interesting really in what way well we we had originally thought about maybe doing a condo, mm-hmm. but since I'm working so much from home, I was like, it needs to have a third bedroom. Our 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 family's on the West Coast, mm-hmm. so if family comes and visits, they have to have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. So that's a second bedroom. And since I'm working from home, I need a workspace. So it needs to have a third bedroom or an office. Because I want to take the tax deduction for that too. Which, yeah. by the way, we should mention that work from home space, if it's dedicated solely to that, is you tax deductible. Yeah. And there's other tax deductions available for homeowners as well, yep. which is another great thing to be thinking about. If you're a renter right now, you can actually lower your housing costs after mm-hmm. all the yeah. tax deductions and everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that, but I, that's a side note. Um, so it, not, it needed to have workspace. So that's been kind of what's been mm-hmm. pushing the the yeah. criteria for what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I have an elderly father yeah. who, you know, may at some point need some place to stay. So then it becomes, okay, where does he stay? Does he stay in the guest bedroom or do we have like a finished basement where he can stay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, as all this evolves... We're like, and then we're asking the question: Can we find what we want within this price range? Yeah. Luckily, we've been able to. So that's that's wow. That's awesome. Where that's, so yeah. That's great. What I wanted cool. to add, um, real quick, about what we've talked about so far, is that because we were talking about it before, and we unfortunately didn't record it because somebody forgot to push record. <laughs> was what his we name had, is Daniel? Yes. By the way. So yes, that, I take full responsibility. <laughs> I am the f up on that one. <laughs> um, but what we were talking about as far as co-ops versus single families, mm-hmm. um, and how some are moving better oh, than others. We should yes. talk about that real quick, not, yeah. not too long. I mean, real quick would be just the fact that uh, we've been taking a lot of listings so far this year, um, residential and co-op. 
And what we've been seeing lately is that all of our residential houses are moving. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the residential, whether single, multifamily, they seem to be moving pretty quick. And some of them over asking price. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are, if any multiple offers are coming in, it's on residential. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen is that all of our co-op listings seem to be taking a little bit longer, little less activity and not as many offers. Yeah. And we started asking our, each other just... What's going on? Why is the co-op market a little bit softer? And Abby gave me the same answer that Anna gave me, which was, well, nobody wants to live in a building right now. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, that's that might be part of it. It might also be that your would-be co-op buyers might be part in that group going to the suburbs. Yeah. You know, since they're working from home, too. And then also the down payment. So for those of you yeah. listeners out there that don't understand co-ops, Generally, you have to put 20% down payment uh, most of the time. Yeah. yeah. There's some buildings that offer 10% down payment, but it's means it's a lot of them are 20% down payment, which is a lot of cash up front um, mm-hmm. to place. And so, you know, with, with residential properties, you can put as little as 3.5% down. Mm-hmm. And with and so little interest, yeah. it's like, okay, I've got to do this. Yeah. So there's yeah. a number of different reasons, but, you know, it's, listen, it's all perspective. It's all circumstantial. It's all mm-hmm. how you look at things and what what you need to do for yourself and, yeah. and your moves. Yeah, you know, for making sure. moves. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. I mean, this is very productive, y'all. I think so. We managed yeah. to we managed to recover from my little mistake pretty <laughs> well, right? <laughs> so do we we wrap up with some yeah. predictions? What any sure. any predictions for the third quarter? Like third what, quarter. For third quarter? Let's say mm. what what do you think is gonna happen in the third quarter Whoa, of man, the year? That's a good question. Mm. I'm gonna let you, one of you guys jump in on that one first. Um, from, I think that third quarter we're gonna continue to see more listings get placed on the market, um, and it'll be interesting to see the movement of those properties. Mm. Um, so going into the third quarter, that's my prediction: more yeah. properties on the market. I, I'm with you there. Inventory, I think, is going to spike in the third quarter. No, oh, you think it's going to spike? Yeah, due wow. to I mean, look at what we've been experiencing. Mm-hmm. We've been having a lot of, a lot more than homeowners. usual homeowners calling mm-hmm. us, asking us. You know, we we already moved. What should we do? Should we rent? Should we sell? We already have people that are calling and just saying they want to sell. So um, I think there's going to be a lot more inventory hitting the market this quarter. Um, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I think it's it's good for the buyers. It's fine. We've been in such a low inventory market yeah. for right. so long that I think some more inventory to hit the market is good especially if you have buyers wanting to buy you think Mm -hmm. sellers will have to adjust their pricing as a result it all depends you know if uh because what i think might happen in the third quarter if there is some kind of second wave then i think it's gonna then demand's gonna take a hit yeah Mm -hmm. and the flight to the suburbs maybe becomes even more pronounced than queens you know so that all depends but inventory i think definitely we're gonna see more of in the third quarter demand depends on how this thing plays out in new york if we keep the numbers low uh, and no second wave i think we're just gonna have a healthy market with Mm -hmm. inventory and buyers trying to buy Mm -hmm. yeah but if we get some kind of second wave or if infections start spiking then i think you'll get more hesitation people will be scared to buy you know they might get more hesitant or if the economy starts looking like it's gonna go in a downward trend then Mm -hmm. maybe you get people who take their foot off the gas and forget about buying yeah. mm-hmm. or maybe more people going to the suburbs mm-hmm. but definitely inventory i'm with you there and take their foot off of the gas to hold their cash maybe yeah like mm-hmm. i mean we're in the same boat me and abby are looking for a, an investment property mm-hmm. and uh you know 
we start looking at everything that's going on and all of the uncertainties and it made us realize i think this was a few weeks ago we're like you know what we shouldn't be in such a rush to get something if we see something good because i'm always on the hunt if we see something good we'll get it but we're gonna be picky yeah. because you can afford to be picky now, right? Yeah, because we're looking for an investment versus a primary residence. Yeah, 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 and and it's your cash, you know. So mm-hmm. if things get bad, if market takes a hit, if our business takes a hit, you want to have reserves to yeah. make mm-hmm. sure that you're, you know, in a good place, that mm-hmm. you're yeah. in a good position. So, mm-hmm. so we're being picky, and that might happen more mm-hmm. if there becomes more uncertainty then I think you'll get more buyers being more cautious. Yeah. Right now, they don't seem so cautious. Right. Exactly. What do you think, Dan? Well, so I'm going to answer this as kind of a multiple choice. I think that there's a good possibility because we had a delayed spring market, mm-hmm. I think it's going to push everything back two to three months. And I think that the buyers that are out there right now are motivated mm-hmm. and they're going to be normally once September hits, things calm down quite a lot. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, and that's in Queens, that's in Manhattan, that's across New York City. Um, and I think there's a good chance that this year, because of everything that's going on, those people that are out there right now, they're motivated and they may be willing to, they may stay motivated beyond Labor Day, beyond mm-hmm. September yeah. and be hunting in September, October. Usually what people want to do is they want to close before the Thanksgiving holidays, mm-hmm. before the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I think this year people are just like, you know what? Elections are coming up. The future's uncertain. I'm willing to push yeah. and even be busy closing properties in the holidays. Mm. You know, so be it. I so I think right. that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, another possibility is uh, as, as far as now, as far as what's going on in the market, I think, you know, Queens could continue to be strong like we're seeing right now yep. for the third quarter. But Queens isn't the only borough in New York City. And, you know, you guys know that I do business in Manhattan as yeah. well. Manhattan is not the same as Queens right now. Manhattan is weak, and it's gonna. I think it's gonna continue to be weak. Really? Yeah. I don't think there's wow. gonna be anything there. There's no. There's nothing that I can see that would make Manhattan turn around and be a strong market in the next six months. Mm, okay. Everything there is pointing towards things remaining soft and remaining weak. Sellers have been stubborn in adjusting to the new reality and and bringing their prices to where they need to be to generate offers. Yeah. I just represented a buyer who closed on a uh, one-bedroom co-op unit in the West Village yeah. that was on the market for nine months. Mm. And finally, he was listed at 900000 Yeah. Uh, then he dropped to eight fifty. We got that property at 800000 mm. Wow. Because the economy, you know, the economy had just, re- you know, we had just reopened stuff. My buyer was motivated and he said, here's 800000 And the seller finally realized he had to take that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because pe- sellers in Manhattan that are trying to get top dollar for their properties, they're just not selling. So mm-hmm. it's either a, uh, the choice is is binary. Yeah, you either get what you can. Yeah, or you don't sell, mm-hmm. or you win your house back. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what's going on in Manhattan. So it's a little different than Queens, but uh, but I think Queens, you know, we're seeing a lot of strength, and I think it yep. could continue to be that way throughout September, October. Uh, 